and welcome to What's Pastors Podcast. My name is Robert. I'm Damien. I'm Steve. And I'm James. And today we're going to be talking about how we made our recent audio drama production, An Enemy of the People, which we started before the event and um, has taken basically a year to finish. And if that's your thing and you're watching on YouTube, why not like, comment and subscribe? Don't forget, if you're listening to us on any other platforms, please hit that follow button. So uh, back in December of 2019, during Aladdin, uh, I think me and Steve had a conversation in the dressing room about doing a radio play in the new year. We did, we did. And um, so we decided to look into it. And so uh, initially in 2020, we were going to do four projects. Uh, We were going to do radio play in the spring, uh, play in the summer, uh, murder mystery in the autumn and panto uh, at Christmas, and um, so we kind of we talked about it and we decided, okay, let's do let's find a script that's public domain that's quite well known, and we'll do an adaptation of that, like an hour long thing. So um, after some searching, uh, I came across Ibsen's Enemy of the People, which is a kind of political drama and um fairly small cast and it's public domain and it's by well-known writer and so uh so that was uh that's what we went with and i did a sort of cut down version of it i pulled an all-nighter uh i um edited the scripts while watching an entire series of doctor who on the tv through the <laughs> night and i got it done <laughs> and um yeah, good times, good times. Uh, <laughs> what Doctor Who was this? What series of it? Oh, <laughs> that's it that's the was, important information. It was classic series. Uh, I think it's season eighteen. Okay, you've heard heard it here, nope. folks. Season eighteen. No, it was season Which, sixteen. Who was, who was the Doctor? Tom Baker. I thought it was. You've heard it here first, folks. Tom Baker. <clears throat> it was yep. season sixteen, the key to time. Uh, and I watched the entire thing in one night whilst I was in the script. Um, right. That's why there's a bunch of random typos about, uh, you know, the TARDISes and Daleks and stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're just really... getting confused what you're working on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do- Dr. Stockman isn't actually supposed to be a doctor. I just kept getting confused every time I typed in Mr. Einstein, <laughs> and they typed doctor was, instead. Wasn't, wasn't he Reverend Stockman or something like that? <laughs> yeah, Reverend Stockman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you'll notice that Mayor Stockman, his brother, sometimes is referred to as Master Stockman. Yeah. <laughs> is this uh, Enemy of the People like a secret Doctor Who <laughs> script, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it was actually uh, written by uh, Stephen Moffat. He just uh, passed it off as an, an Ibsen play. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we... We did that and we kind of, we had met up and we had a read through and we cast it. We cast uh, Lynn Cuffin as Mrs. Aslickson. We cast Robert as Mr. Billing and a couple of other people. And so we we um, decided to record this in the Ecology Centre in the dressing room with this very elaborate system. Yeah. Right. Explain to our audience what you made us all do. <laughs> so um oh. so we we got hold of four microphones um three sm58s and an sm57 if anyone's interested um, they're, they're microphones and, for those of you who don't know <laughs> yeah. really good microphones, microphones for all of you that uh, don't know 
pieces pieces of equipment that you can use to record voices and sounds into a computer. Um, and we had to have two lap two laptops and two audio interfaces to connect them and everything. And uh, those are cables. And we went into a dressing room, one of the tiny dressing rooms in the Calder Centre, and we. Um, got like costume rails um we put costume rails up we got people to bring in blankets and quilts and all sorts of stuff we had like four separate taped off like compartments with microphones and seats and scripts and like music stands with scripts on and all this kind of stuff very elaborate they were like cubicles cubicles yeah, yeah. um and i uh, sort of went okay let's try and record half of the play in one day and i split it into like sections of four so these two pages there's four characters and then one of them leaves and there's another character and so we yeah. record those four pages and then have like a recording break and then the next person will come in it was very elaborate and time consuming and that was that day was the 29th of february 2020 and i went back to university with the plan to come back in three weeks to record the rest of it and the day I was due to come back was the day that the Couch Centre closed, the university closed, everything closed, and we were unable to finish it. Yes. We're not going to explain why, because I'm no. sure you all know. Yes. It was because um, uh, uh, there was rats in the, in the um, basement. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we had to get Dick Whittington's cat around. <laughs> <coughs> What happened to the Echeldra cat? I haven't seen the Echeldra cat in... Yeah. Oh, right. long time. For anyone who doesn't know, the Echeldra doesn't have a cat. It's just a cat that likes to come around into the, into the car park you know, like nearly every single day. Oh. So we've kind of christened it the Echeldra cat. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen that cat. Yeah. Doesn't it go, in, go inside sometimes and sit on the seats and stuff? Not that I'm aware of. I'm pretty sure that happened once it went in a mist. <laughs> it's a cute, it's a, like a small little tabby. Very yeah. Cute. The poor cat. And you see here, James is a, James is very much a cat person. You, you just yep. show a picture of a cat and he stay, stays there for like half an hour going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tries to talk to all the cats he sees, but they just end up running away. They seem to come towards him. <laughs> Have you got any cats at home, James? I did, but our cat died a couple of years ago, so we are oh. catless at the moment. Um, <clears throat> You're not having my cat, Cookie, even though you liked him. <laughs> <laughs> What's your cat called again, Rob? Uh, well, I have two. One is uh, Mizzy and the other one is Ollie. They're half brother and sister. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yep. I, took, I tried to take a photo of a cat that I saw on the street a while ago and it ran away and I've just got a photo of like half a cat. <laughs> like I just said, all cats just run away from him. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, shout out to the Eldra cat. I hope, uh, I hope the cat's doing well. Um, I'm catching and, rats uh, on the streets. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say that. Uh, <laughs> shout out to all the homeless cats. Uh, hope, hope you find a good home very soon. <laughs> Shout out to all the cats. Hope you uh, hope you hope you like podcasts. <laughs> but, uh, hope you like but, podcasts. And to the uh, cats musical, <laughs> you. He means the film, not the actual musical in theatre. I know both. Oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, both. I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway, um, enemy of the cats. I mean, enemy of the people. <laughs> people. Um, yeah. uh, uh, who's going to explain what is uh, that play about? Well, it's um, essentially the premise is that uh, this town, originally in Norway, but we've set it in the UK, this town, um, they've just invested in a new public baths system, which is going to bring a lot of tourism and yeah. um, a lot of money and jobs for the town. And the town's doctor, Thomas Stockman, um, has done some investigations and has found that the water supply for the baths is um, is poisoned um, because the town's authorities, led by Thomas's brother Peter, played by Stephen, um, have <laughs> have um, <laughs> basically uh, cut corners and made the the source of the water supply. Uh, downriver of a bunch of tanneries that are poisoning the water and so it's kind of a it's a political drama about kind of social responsibility and like weighing up financial cost against public health which yeah now i think about it is actually become more relevant in the last year yeah everything that's happened without getting too much into it um uh, you know about about weighing up the human cost of ver- versus the money that it costs yeah. to keep people safe. Um, but also it's kind of a uh, kind of also about how Thomas um, his inability to communicate effectively with the public. And how he he becomes ostracized from the from the community by his inability to communicate ideas with them, and ultimately the public sides with the authorities rather than rather than him, even if even though he's morally in the right. So it's interesting. I feel like this is some prequel to a a previous play that we've done called How to Build a Wall. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mention that. Um. (laughs) why what was wrong with how to build a wall (laughs) i want to know i'm interested now did you notice we did the episode with jacob last week and we didn't mention it a single time (laughs) (laughs) managed to just avoid tiptoe around it um (laughs) anyway uh so no, to be um, fair, I want to avoid that subject too. <laughs> uh, uh, what, didn't you get enjoyed smack, getting smacked overhead by a photo frame? Uh, no, it's not that uh, that hurt because oh, no, that was nothing. Smacked in the face, didn't you? Smacked in the face. I had to <laughs> I tell about that, yeah. I had to tell Freya because she was afraid of actually hitting me. I had to tell Freya, hit me. Yeah. And I was tempted to insult her for real for <laughs> her to hit me. <laughs> Just to make it believable. Yeah. Because yeah. we're all we're all there. The audience are around us in a way we're yeah. pretty much really close to the audience so if you fake it it won't look real no. I, I would have done the same as you I was <laughs> to slap me as well I mean you've got spit in the face in the oh, uh, previous show yeah. let me just <laughs> yeah. point this out this, this was uh, prior a long time prior to all this current thing that's happening <laughs> it was the year before so it, it was yeah sort of okay you know it was pretty much when we got started yes yeah, um, and it, I wasn't spat out. It was just water spat out of somebody's mouth at me, not actually spat on. Making it clear. Do you want me to do it without water, Steve? No, 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 <laughs> no. Very nice. But hey, it got a good laugh. 
So, oh, yeah. Right, oh, yeah, it did, yeah. I mean, I, I stupidly it? was the one who suggested it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I thought better to spit it out at me rather than at somebody in the audience. So. <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, you know, took one for the, uh, took one for the production Team. there. Yeah. yeah. Did I tell you about the time I had to slap someone on stage? No, you didn't. <clears throat> it was my last year of school, West Side Story. Uh, it was like very near the end of West Side Story. Um, my character, who's like the old man, because I was the oldest member of the cast, and uh, I had to slap I know Tony. the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, had to slap Tony, who's the main guy, basically the, the Romeo of West Side Story. And... Um, uh, I had to slap him and shout "Wake up!" in his face, and uh, uh, and they made me slap him for real. Um, and he was fine with it. But the worst thing was when we did the we had like a big dress rehearsal. Um, and oh, no, it wasn't dress rehearsal. We had a big like run through. It was the first run through with the band there and everything. And um, anyway, the the guy, the poor guy, had been had just been to a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear and and bear in mind this is just a rehearsal right I, th- I thought I don't really need to practice slapping someone very much I can do it in the dress run and do it on the shows and it'll be fine um, and so we, we run through the scene and, uh, and I pretend to slap him and I miss him and, uh, and the director sort of stops us and goes um, uh, James um, can you do an actual slap and I went oh yeah yeah no I, I will do for, for the actual thing and she went no do, do, just do an actual slap now please I went, okay, are are you all right with that? And he went, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. (laughs) So so we ran the scene again uh, and I slapped him and the whole, everyone in the cast was like 50 plus people in the room and they all gasped. And it was like, she just, she just told me to do it. (laughs) Um, I felt really bad about it. So you should. I felt really horrible. I know from experience, receiving the slap is not a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it got gasps from the audience as well um, in the shows. Um, yeah, definitely so. had gasps with Hans Build a Wall when yeah. Hans got slapped as well. <laughs> People were like, oh, I hope he's okay. Fred, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I put a lot of welly behind it then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I. Um, when I had to explain to my mum as well that Freya um, was. Uh, I told Freya to do it, and she's like, I'm going to get Freya. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to try and explain to her, no, ma'am, I told her to. <laughs> well, Rob, you got strangled on stage recently. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that was uh, in a play called Death Trap. Uh, we yeah. talked about it in episode three. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, that was that was a while ago now, uh, but yeah, it still different. feels like yesterday. Um, yeah. and um, yeah I think I think I did mention it in the episode but uh, it was um, uh, just I, I'd never um, acted like dead on stage before so it was that uh, it was just like a fun experience to sort of you know do that sort of thing and try something new um, but um, yeah and the the third uh, night, obviously, I couldn't, uh, as you guys remember, I couldn't speak at all. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, just getting getting fake strangled um, didn't help my throat at all. No, no. <laughs> um, I imagine. So, yeah. 
That was fun. Okay. Have any of either of you guys died on stage? I'm trying to remember. As Literally, in, um, or... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so, uh, I, I literally died on stage, and then I had to do CPR to myself. Where do you get to? By the way, here's my I I got I died of a splurge gun in Bugsy Malone. Oh, again, that's in school. nice for you. That was fun. <clears throat> nearly got nearly got actually blinded because the person shooting me shot me in the face with this horrible <laughs> chemical stuff. The, the only time I remember playing the character that got killed is in a, a film that I, I did. Uh, I've already mentioned called Method, and yeah. uh, my my character in that um, spoilers gets killed. <laughs> yeah, oh, you died uh, in the in the equipment van, didn't you? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Outside. Yeah, got, got uh, strangled to death. Can I can yeah. I just point out to do with the uh, method though? Yeah, you were um, you were the lighting yeah. engineer, weren't you? Yeah, and you've been yeah. asked to put some in method. You've been asked uh, as the character now. You've been asked to uh, put some light on the stage. Yeah. You were on the sound desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, so you go turn on the light and you yeah. end up playing some ACDC instead. No, no, no. <laughs> can I make a point? When you asked me to go with the light. Uh, the light. Can you, can you shut up, James? <laughs> <laughs> I actually used a big um, standalone spotlight, and had to move that around. Yeah, yeah, you've done that. But when you were at the desk and he's asking yeah. you to put some lights on, yeah, you were there. Oh, yeah, at the, no, like, yeah, I know. You were there at the sound uh, desk. Well, that's but I was told to sit, <laughs> so I sat there. <laughs> you were. Uh, when when you was up there, Steve, you had a had a line that you said. Can you remember what you said? Uh, as, as Sparky. Yeah, I think it was something like, um, well, "It's not my fault. This thing looks like it still runs on bloody gas." Yes, I <laughs> definitely recall that line. So yeah, yeah. No, I like I that. don't think it was that one. It was um, oh, it it was something. I'm a I'm a lighting technician, not a bloody something something. Oh, think. Oh, yeah. I'm a lighting technician, not a bloody miracle worker. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that um, was that so, like a reference to like Star Trek or something? Um, <laughs> I've given it all I've got, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I was just wondering right now. Was that like a reference? Uh, was your line a reference to Star Trek, like when uh, uh, Doctor McCoy in the original series says uh, something like? Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm a doctor, Jim, I'm not a doorstop. Something like that. <laughs> um, I mean, it could well have been. It was Brian that uh, wrote the script and everything, so he may have got inspiration from things like that. Was Brian a star of Star uh, a, a, a star of Star Trek? <laughs> was, was, was Brian a fan of Star Trek or something? Um, I don't know, really. I spoke to him about that. I know he was a big fan of Doctor Who. Ah, since, since he, he liked um, the sci-fi then, yeah. he, he could possibly he like probably, Star Trek. Yeah, I, I <laughs> imagine he did watch it, yeah been watching the original series of star trek for the first time at the moment oh there we go enjoying it are you are you enjoying it yeah yeah it's great i'm more of a star wars person actually, oh. so uh, so i'm not going to watch that star trek rubbish <laughs> excuse me just get out right now oh, uh, uh, excuse game. you <laughs> should we take this outside <laughs> yeah <laughs> but- Let's have a social distance fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting outside. This is a great idea. 
You can practice your stage slaps while you're... Uh, while you're <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, should we veer back in the general direction of the topic? Um, Talking to social distance, um, social distance fight, I don't know if any of you have seen, but there's a, a hail and pace sketch from many years ago where they did sort of something that looks like a, a social distance um, fight. It's just in a pub scene. Yes. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Uh, when they're in the pub. And um, instead of... Um, they're having a, a shouting, slanging match with each other, and they're smashing glasses and things on themselves instead of on each other, as if they're having a social distance <laughs> fight. It's quite funny. Um, um, problem with enemy of the people was I was using it for a uni course, bit, bit of uni coursework, so I kind of had to get it finished. Um, yeah. So basically, I ended up recording like most of my character's lines at home and then like recording some narration and cutting some bits and trying to piece it together with what we'd already recorded and um it was okay for what it was um <laughs> but it, that that at least sort of started to get me thinking about how to record things remotely and yeah. um gradually that kind of led to what we've been doing since then and now we're at the point where we're able to record things remotely. So, and record this we, podcast, yes, indeed. including this podcast, yeah. So finally, we we kind of decided to just finish Enemy of the People off and um, just record it all remotely because um, it's been nearly a year now since we started it. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> we're still pretty much starting again with it, aren't we? Yeah, I wanted to keep a few lines from the original recording sessions just kind of for posterity. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're pretty much recording it from scratch. So, And why why weren't you uh, able to keep the original lines? Um, because, well, the, the thing is, I went through what we recorded and kind of looked at it and there were a bunch of lines that I'd wanted to re-record not not loads of lines but there was there were very few whole sections where there wasn't there weren't any lines um that I didn't want to re-record so um if we'd re-recorded those it would have sounded weird because different location different microphone mm. um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everything and yeah. also the problem with we had with the original sessions was that in the dressing room where we recorded it there's a, a skylight that rattles in the wind so there was yeah. kind of wind and rain <laughs> on the skylight so there was a lot of background noise um no no, no it's atmospheric noises james atmospheric <laughs> <laughs> unplanned atmospheric noises that i had to cover <laughs> up with proper atmospheric sound um so if, if you listen to the original mix of it every scene it is absolutely hammering it down with rain <laughs> <laughs> why are these people always talking in the rain <laughs> <laughs> um so I think there's a few bits that are salvageable, but for most for the most part it's probably just best to start from scratch, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And some of us have um so, uh, some of us have kind of changed since then as well. Mm, yeah. I think the so performances are different a little bit. Yeah. So for consistency reasons, we can't just use the no. same yeah. previous ones really. Fair enough. So we never actually got to rehearse or record with you originally, did we, Rob? Because I think you were working that day. So. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember uh, you sent me a message um, asking me if I wanted to be a part of it, 
Um, and I was like, yeah, sure, you know, why not? I hadn't done an audio play before, so I was really up for, um, you know, participating. Um, and we did a, we did arrange a day um, to do it. Um, I can't actually remember why we didn't. Um, it was possibly because I had to do an extra shift at work, something like that. I don't think it was oh, okay. on your end. Um, no, because we did we did do the recordings on that day that we arranged. I think it was because you had work. Yeah, if I remember uh-huh, rightly. Uh-huh. Yeah, but hey, it would have been a waste of time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a fun day. Like, uh, you know, if I remember. Uh, it was also that day we had to take Freya to the uh, minor injuries unit. Oh yeah, we did, didn't we? Oh, we went to. What was it that we, we wrong with her? We went to. Uh, we went to Roland's Pharmacy. Close. Yeah. We went to Boots. They said go to. Uh, yeah. Go to the uh, unit thing. Yeah. What, uh, what you said now? Hospital. Yeah. In Hollyhead. Yeah. Yeah. She she got it quickly or something in school. She was in sixth form. She and uh, she hit her head on a. Fire extinguisher or something. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. it. And yeah. only Freya could do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Hello, listening. Freya, if you're listening. Yeah, Freya, if you're listening. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a cracking day. I, I remember we sat in the... This is a really stupid thing to remember, but we sat in the waiting room at the minor injuries unit, me, Damien and Stephen, we were playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whilst, Freya was getting, whilst Freya was getting her head examined, we were just playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire outside that door. <laughs> While Freya was getting her head examined. <laughs> yeah. Interesting choice of words there. It's the kind of thing you end up missing pretty pretty soon, isn't it? Can't yeah. Remember, did we know, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was that day was the last... I haven't been in, in the Ecolta Centre since that day. Uh... Mm, you guys have. <laughs> but, um... What was that, sorry? He, he hasn't been, been in your house since. since. Oh right. He hasn't been in your house since Freya hit her head. Well, I mean, you have on the laptop. Yeah, and the laptop. <laughs> yeah, but not in real life, Stephen. <laughs> you you transferred into a laptop to, just to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was for recording. Uh, that was for recording Santa at the station, wasn't it? Was, it was. Yeah. 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 No, well, not Santa at the, at the station. Steve at the station. <laughs> no, Leprechaun at the station. Uh, what? Leprechaun at the station, Gnome's Revenge. Hmm. Gnome's, Santa at the station, three, Gnome's Revenge of the Oompa Loompa. Oh my God, that's the title. <laughs> hey, have you seen Gnome's Revenge 3, uh, Revenge of the Oompa Loompa? <laughs> no, which one's that again? <laughs> Number three. <laughs> yeah, you can't see right now, but Steve is shaking his head. Uh, I was I was talking to someone yesterday. Um, so it was my aunt yesterday, who uh, she lives. Oh, that's a complete another story. Uh, we were saying about how, like, you know, you do video calls with people all the time, and you kind of forget that actually you haven't seen these people in person for a very long time. Yeah, and uh, I realised that. I haven't seen you guys in person for like six months and Rob probably even longer. It was that day in the summer yeah. was the last time I actually oh, saw yeah, you in yeah. person. Yeah. Well, right. The last time I remember seeing you in person was when we went to Damon's foster parents. Uh, oh, house. you're right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. Um, actually, yeah. That's that's that the last time I remember. I don't think, don't think I've seen you in person after that. Oh, my my foster parents' place. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. I was just yeah. thinking. Hang on, when did you come here? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 uh, uh, not your flat. No, we went to see um, to have a look at the field outside for a possible uh, filming location. For the film, homicidal. Yes. That was a good I was, day. I was, oh, yeah, I I was wait, waiting day. for James to say that to see if he remembered the title. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> James, do you remember okay. what film we're doing? Um, murder, bar, murder on the... Um, murder, killing... Ki- killing people... No, I can't remember. <laughs> that was a good day. Cats. We're doing cats. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, uh, Enemy of the People... Um, Oh yeah, back to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got like ten minutes of Enemy of the People and fifty minutes of everything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've got about twenty divergence from it. I think we got as far as Rob. You were at work that day, and then we veered off. Um, but yeah. what do you mean we veered off? I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's better. Um, so, uh, but, but yeah, you're playing Mr. Billing, who's one of the editors at the newspaper. and um, Indeed. Yeah. I edit those papers. You edit those papers like a, like a badass. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and Damien's playing uh, Captain Horster. Yeah. Uh, yes, you know Horster. Yeah. And we've also, we're originally going to have Mike from the Akeldra as uh, the old man, uh, Morton Keel. But um, we ended up with Jacob Roberts doing a very interesting voice. Yeah. Mm. Very interesting. <laughs> if you hear that. this, Jacob. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good, but it was weird. Yes. Very chain smokery kind of person voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would work well in cartoon, though, to be fair. Yeah. He is, a, he is a cartoon, isn't he? Ja- Jacob, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, Stephen's playing the mayor. I am indeed, as the politician, yes. Yeah, the um, pompous authority figure. Yep. Very much not playing against type. Nope, not at all. <laughs> uh, and I'm playing um, uh, angry, shouty, ranty man. Again, not playing against type very much. And uh, we also have uh, characters that we change gender. We have Fang Harrod as Miss Hofstad, journalist. Yeah. Um, And we have Lynn Lynn. as Mrs. Aslaxon. Yeah. And we have, who else? Freya as my wife. My wife. And Seren as my daughter. Uh, Patrick. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's just go back. James, you're married? <laughs> and you have a Character. daughter? Since when? <laughs> a daughter that's uh, like five years younger than me. Yeah. Well, that, that can happen. What? <laughs> well, uh, hopefully. I mean, we're recording this in advance, but hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we'll have also finished Enemy of the People. So, um, yes. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking forward to hearing it, really. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, uh, we'll maybe we'll put a little preview segment in here uh, for you to have oh, a little yeah. snippet of. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My brother has unfortunately always been a rather headstrong man. Do you still intend to give him your support, Miss Hopstead? <clears throat> I've taken the liberty of drawing up a short resume of the situation, as it appears from a reasonable man's perspective. In it, I have indicated how certain possible defects might suitably be remedied without outrunning the resources of the Bath Committee. Have you got it with you, Mr Mayor? Yes, I brought it with me, in case you should... uh... It's me again. Oh. I see. You're here trying to talk them over. Well, it won't work, Peter. There's going to be a revolution in town tomorrow. I have the power of the People's Messenger and the Householders Association on my side. I'm afraid not, Doctor. I beg your pardon? You've represented your case in a false light, Doctor, and therefore I am unable to give you my support. I cannot and will not print it. Nonsense. You're the editor, and an editor controls his paper. No, the subscribers control the paper, Doctor. Fortunately. It's public opinion. The enlightened public and householders. They control the newspapers. And I have all these influences against me? Yes, you have. It would mean the absolute ruin of the community if your article were to appear. Indeed. So it's impossible for you to print my article in the People's Messenger, then, Miss Hofstad? I'm afraid so. Then perhaps you would accept this instead. It's an official statement. May I trouble you? Certainly. I will see that it's printed. But not mine. Do you really think you can silence me and stifle the truth? Mrs. Aslickson, kindly take my manuscript and print it as a pamphlet at my expense. I will have 400 copies. No, 500, 600 copies. I'm sorry, Dr. Stockman. I can't do that. Then kindly give me back. Here it is. Very well. If you won't print it, I'll read it out at a town meeting tomorrow night. All my fellow citizens will hear the voice of truth. You will not find any public body in the town that would give you the use of their hall for such a purpose. Is everyone in this town a coward like you? They all think of nothing but their families and themselves and never of the community. Right, if I can't hire a hall, I'll hire a drum and parade the town with it and spread my message at every street corner. No one in the whole town will go with you. Catherine will, and Petra, and the boys. You can't stop me, Peter. The truth will be heard, whatever the cost. So for one of my uh, pits of coursework this year, I had to do a um, uh, collaboration um, with someone, with another artist. And um, so I, I wanted to do uh, an, an audio short drama or short story. And um, uh, I kind of struggled to find someone to to write something for me for a while. And... Um, um, and anyway, part of the part of the module was um, I had to do a series of like blog posts and stuff. And one of the blog posts was I had to find a um, a similar project to what I wanted to do um, online and talk about it in a blog post. So I, I went on YouTube and I typed in audio drama and I scrolled through a bunch of stuff and I found this random one called The Will of the Woods by uh, a Dutch company called Audio Epics. And I listened to a bit of it, and I thought, yeah, this, this, this is all right, I'll do this. And um, 
Anyway, so I went on this company's website and I looked at the cast list. And I scrolled down to the bottom of the cast list and the, it was a bunch of Dutch names and the bottom name was uh, James Bishop. I'm like, huh, it's weird. I know a guy called James Bishop from uni and from the Drama Society. And I thought it can't be the same one, surely. That'd be really weird. Uh, and it was the same one. And um, I remember that this guy also does writing and writes short stories and stuff. So I sent him an email and I told him that I'd just come across this random thing that he was in and asked if he wants to do something. So so he agreed and he wrote me this um, this sort of short story called Russians, which is a kind of spy thriller chase thing. And um, so I've done sound and music for that and I've gone for like epic orchestral blockbuster music and um yeah so here's a little snippet of it an old woman's screech from above made him look up he's over here she shouted in russian over here i see him matthews heard a whistle blow three times out on the street he darted across the courtyard and through a narrow door he had spotted in the opposite wall the woman's shouts grew more strident as she saw matthews he looked up briefly as he skidded round the corner of the doorway to see her black-skirted figure craning over the railings at the top of the escape, waving and gesturing towards the yard below. He turned back to the narrow door and pulled it to, slamming the bolt across. Matthews found himself in a dingy alley running between tall warehouses like the one he had left. A few dozen yards away, he could see people passing, heads down against the whirling snow. A tram clanked by, bell jangling. Beyond the wall, his pursuers shouted and heavy boots pounded at the wooden door. Whistles blew louder. The old woman screeched down into the yard again. A panel splintered in the heavy timber and Matthews took off down the alley, slithering through the snow towards the main thoroughfare. There was a splintering crash behind him as he rounded the corner onto the main street. Dodging between the crawling traffic to merge into the lunchtime crowds, Matthews kept his head down. He pulled the brim of his hat lower over his face and turned his collar up. Above the din of traffic and rattling of trams, he heard the whistles blow once more, and then twice again in quick succession. Shots fired a little way behind him and he dodged into a doorway. Peering round the edge of the stonework, he saw, further up the street, crowds beginning to gather and some kind of commotion going on. Then a group of fur-hatted soldiers closed in to surround a single figure in a long grey gabardine. Renfrew. The Englishman stood motionless as an officer walked up. He raised his pistol and fired a single shot into Renfrew's head. The agent crumpled to the ground. Well, there you go. Anyway, I hope you, uh, hope you enjoyed that. That was my shameless plug for this week. Um, or shameful plug, I don't know. Um, but yeah, check that out. Link in the description and so on. Yeah. Okay, uh, time for this week's quiz. Uh, take it away, Stephen. Okay. Now, this week's quiz is about, or this episode's quiz even, is about theatres and plays. <clears throat> so, here we go with five questions. Question number one. A reconstruction of which theatre opened in 1997, approximately 750 feet from the site of the original theatre, which was demolished in 1644? Next question is um, on a stage what name is given to the out of view areas on the sides of a main performance area 
Go ahead. Steve. Question uh, three is how many West End theatres are there? Can we have a point for who's closest? Yes, you may. And question four is Philip Schofield, Jason Donovan and Donny Osmond have all played the starring role in which stage musical? And then question five is in November 1952, which Agatha Christie murder mystery play opened at the Ambassador's Theatre and is now the longest running play in the UK? Okay, I'm ready for the answers, really, Steve. Yeah, everybody ready for the answers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so question one was <clears throat> a reconstruction of which theatre opened in 1997, approximately 750 feet from the site of the original theatre, which was demolished in 1644. The answer was the globe. the globe. Yay! Yes. Well done. On a stage, what is given to the name of the out-of-view areas on the sides of a main performance area? Wings? Is it Wings? It is Wings! Yay! Cool. I was going to say, is it also the name of a band that Paul McCartney was in? <laughs> and then someone could have said, what? Beatles. Okay, <laughs> 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 and then next question is, how many West End theatres are there? Now, let's hear your answers. Rob, what have you got? I'm just going to say 30. Okay. James? One. No, I'm joking. 34. David? 420,069. <laughs> well, um, two of you weren't far off. <laughs> oh, so that's not me then. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually... <laughs> the answer is 39. Oh, so Rob gets the point. No, you said 34, didn't you, Jim? You, you oh, said sorry, 34. 39. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 39. Hey, I get yeah. the point. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Next question is Philip Schofield, Jason Donovan, and Donny Osmond have all played the starring role in which stage musical? Damien, what's the answer? Joseph has an amazing technical dream coat. Yes, certainly is. And uh, for the final question In November 1952, which Agatha Christie murder mystery play opened at the Ambassador's Theatre and is now the longest running play in the UK? I'll give you guys the go first because I think I've got it. James? Mousetrap. Rob? I didn't put an answer. And Damien? James's shameful plug. (laughs) 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 Um, The correct answer is the mousetrap. Well done, James. (laughs) Thank you. Um, That's the five questions. I've got three. Oh, very good. We read the mousetrap in uh, Script Club a while back, didn't we? Yes, we did, yes. Because I can't. Because they, the thing is, they say about the mousetrap is that it's got this amazing twist at the end, and you're not supposed to tell anyone what the twist is. Yes. And I can't. I've actually forgotten what the twist is now. So I, can't, I, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> but when it when it happened, when we got to that point in the script, I thought, eh, is that the twist? Surely that's not yeah. the big twist, like the famous yeah. twist, because it wasn't very good. Um, no, it wasn't. I don't think it's particular. I don't think it's aged very well. That play. I don't think it's quite as. Wasn't quite worth the hype, really, was it? No, I don't think it's aged. Maybe, maybe for the time it was, but Fair I enough. don't think yeah. it's aged very well. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for that quiz, Steve. Um, uh, you're welcome. And well, how much points did you get, uh, James? Uh, I got five points. Oh, and Rob, I didn't hear how much you had. 
I only got the one. <laughs> oh. Looks like... Uh, Not a very high scorer on these quizzes. <laughs> and and I have three points, which means Rob is our... Oh, fuck, yeah. Big loser. I have three points, which means Rob is today's big loser. Big loser. Great. I'm always the big loser. Big loser. <laughs> Big loser. It's not going to be a thing. Every episode is you, the big loser. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll be very shocked and surprised if one of these episodes I will actually have more points. Like that would be, I, I would be amazed. Well, you know what that means, Rob. That means uh, you'll be doing the questions for next episode's quiz. Bing bong. And that signals the end to another uh, podcast episode. Uh, we, uh, as always, hope you enjoy. Uh, if you did, then you know what to do. Uh, hit that like button. Uh, subscribe to the channel and comment down below telling us what you think. And if you are listening on any of the platform, then uh, please hit that follow button. Hey, Steve, did you know this podcast was available on most streaming platforms? Like Amazon Podcast, for example. I did, and... Did you know that there was links in the description below for our other channels and websites, Damien? Oh! <laughs> and on that note, it's goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. And to play us out, uh, here's some uh, music from that thing that I shamelessly plugged earlier. Uh, <laughs> Russians. Uh, hope you enjoy. And it's a goodbye from me. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Trap.